Okay, so you can't learn. I mean, you could. Parshas Acharemos. We're back to the Parsha this week. Last week we did our little. Uh, who's here? It's coming in. Um, if you want to do um, talk about Acharemos Kedoshim, so there's a lot of interesting mitzvot that come up actually, um, but one that that most classic highlights is uh, I'll repost for you list the source sheet here. Um, one of the most classic, but I would say not always well understood uh, mitzvos in Parshas Kedoshim is the mitzvah of Ahavtal Recha Kamocha. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's probably one of the most known, well-known mitzvos even in the non-Jewish world. Um, oft-quoted, um, maybe not totally understood. And I wanted to, to present, there's a couple of problems that come up for us if you assume that we have a mitzvah of the way we oftentimes translate it. Um, but I'll ask you, how do you understand, what's the colloquial understanding of the mitzvah of love your neighbor as yourself? What does that mean? And how does it, has it applied? What would you say? Someone says, translate for me. I heard you Jewish people have this wonderful mitzvah. What does that mean? Practically, how does it impact our lives? How do we how do we act differently because of it? What would you say? There's no wrong answer here. I'm not asking you for the right answer. I'm asking what you've experienced it to be. Sorry, can you repeat the question? Yes. When someone says, kamocha, love your neighbor as yourself, what does that mean for a Jewish person? Practically, not just in our... I mean, also, I guess, philosophically. But what does it mean? Treat people the way you want to be treated. Okay. So maybe it means if you're choosing a way to treat somebody else, we're, we, we should ask ourselves, is that the way that I would want to be treated? And if, that's, if the answer to that question is no, so then it would mean that it is not a proper action to take. Yes? Mm-hmm. And it's a halakhic yeah. requirement. Okay, to only do f- to other people the things that you would want done to yourself. Okay, that's one way to say it. What, what, any, any other approaches, any other thoughts about what Ba'atwech HaKamucha means in that way? Practically? Or in terms of philosophy or theology, whatever you want? So, I mean, I can say I'll apply that in a very impersonal way and I'll give you like an example of what I mean, but I find it much harder to apply that to people I have relationships with or know very well. Why? So, for example, I'm walking down the street, sometimes with my husband, and I'll see someone left their trunk open, someone left their car door open, like they clearly are not coming back in and out. Um, I'll just go close the door. Or if I see a newspaper in the middle of the sidewalk, sometimes I'll toss it closer to the front door because I figure they're going to need it which is a very easy thing to do. But when, when it comes to like relationships with my family, with friends, people from Shul, um, that have the same feeling of ahava towards them, I don't know, I always kind of feel prevented in some way by the nature of our relationship than going some extra mile. For a stranger. Right, if that makes any sense. Yes, because you just said two different things, right? What Liz said, 
Liz said, means do to others what you would want done to yourself, right? Right. That's how she translated the, not actually translated, but you know what I'm saying, translated into practice, is that when I choose my actions, I should choose actions that I would want done to me. Ronnie, you said something a little bit different because you, you said you started with actions, throwing the paper or closing the door, but then you translated, transferred that into a feeling. Right. Right? And that feeling of it's hard to love somebody the way you love yourself or to feel right. ahava for people who do things that hurt us or are not sensitive to us, etc. And that creates yeah. a problem. But that, that's assuming that the is not a mandate to do something, but a mandate to feel something. Feel something. Right. Which isn't so crazy because the, the mandate is via hafta, which sounds like it, it's a, a feeling. feeling. Right, to love, to feel love, right? And if it's a, it's yeah. a mandate to feel love, so that's a different experience, right? And that's a different requirement. Um, yeah. And I would argue probably a lot harder to do that, right? We can act a lot, a lot of ways. We can be menschlich to people. Um, sometimes <laughs> we can, uh, especially to strangers, even more easily. It's definitely true. Um, but if it's a requirement to feel something very specific, so that becomes much more difficult to feel... To, to have those feelings right away. Hi, Jenny. Um, becomes much... I'm going to put the, the source sheet in the, in the chat for you. Um, but the... But yes, the feel... Just to catch up very quick. We're just talking the midst of Kamocha. And is that a, uh, a mandate to do something? Is it a mandate to feel something? And the complications that come really with both of those things. Right, if it means I'm supposed to do for somebody that which I want them to do, do for myself, okay, maybe it's a little easier to feel love for someone the way I, the way, the transitive, the way I love myself is, I think, very complicated. Um, what, what's interesting also, if you look in the source, the source sheet, the source number one, so the Pusik is actually found and is also fascinating. You shouldn't take, means not to take revenge, right? And there's actually specific um, definitions of lotikom and lotitor, right? How they how they work exactly, but each the, the bottom line is you shouldn't be vengeful if someone else, you know, you ask someone for a pen and and they ask you for a pen and you you ask them for a pen and they said no, and then uh, when they come to ask you for a pen, you say no because you didn't give me one. I'm not going to give you one, right? So that's much more intense in terms of a negative action. But then flip it after no, I should I should I shouldn't do it. Let's sort of what you said. I should do for them what they didn't do for me. Right? Because that's what I would want. Um, the thing that I was asking them to do, they refused. So I should spin it the other way. I shouldn't say, well, they didn't do it for me. The opposite. I should respond with, no. I'll, I'm going to do it because that's what I wanted, actually. Right? So why would I now not do it for them just because they didn't do it to me? It's actually fascinating. If you look at the, right, if you, if you pay careful attention to the whole Pasuk, it actually makes a lot of sense. Right? That, that uh, you know, that's placed in that place. What's interesting, though, is that if you look in source number two, when Rashi gives his commentary on this Pasuk, Rashi doesn't define it. Rather, he says, It's a nice song, a lot of songs now, like that, right? But that it's, right, it's a, Rabbi Kiva said about this Pasuk, that this is one of the great principles of Torah, to the, to the, to the extent that we know the story of Hillel and Shammai, right, that the, 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 the potential convert came to see Shammai, he said, convert me while I stand on one foot. And he said, it's ridiculous, get out of here. And then he came to Hillel and Hillel said, and he doesn't say, he says, that which 
is hurtful to you and hated to you, don't do to somebody else, right? Which is actually, Liz, that's the translation you gave, right? Which is not the same thing necessarily, right? But, and he says, he says, but what you hate, don't do to somebody else, and the rest, just come, the rest is just a parish, and you'll learn the rest of it. Meaning, there's a lot to say about that story and why he did that. But the point is that Rashi doesn't even, doesn't even uh, you know, give a comment, but rather just quotes this idea that it is a Klal which is problematic actually for, for Rabbi Akiva for a different reason, which we're going to get to. We'll get to in a second. Um, yeah. But, but, let, but let's define for a second because, again, I think it, it, it's worth defining. What does it mean to love somebody? Let's assume the feeling part for a second. What does that mean to love somebody like you love yourself? What does that because it, it, it does clearly sound like an emotion, right? So how, how does that work? Well, I, I was going to say that if you, if it just said you should love other people, period, that would just be an emotion that you should love other people, but it says you should love them as you love yourself, which to me is saying, is kind of where Liz is going, that it's about empathy. It's about feeling like you, 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 it's centered on you and what you would want. So that's, that's what I think, you know, gives it that meaning. Would it be fair to say that, that what you mean is that the reason why it gets taken in that direction, in fact, that's what Hillel says to the, to this scare, right? He says to him, right? Right, which, that which you don't like, don't do to somebody else. Interesting, he says in the negative. But the point being that he makes it practical in terms of actions for that reason, you're saying? I'm saying that it turns on that either what, what would you want or think of others as you think of your... It's pointing to you and making you feel like, if I were that person, how would I feel? So it's, to me, that's what empathy is all about, right? So it's... It's not, it's a feeling also, it's a feeling and it's an action, but it's really about thinking about what you would want and how you would feel because it's saying love others as you love yourself instead of just saying love, love others. Love others. Know, which is enough in a way. Right. Could right. Right, right, right. Because it doesn't have to say kamocha. It doesn't have to say kamocha. They have to wecha. Love them. Right. Have Abbas Yisrael. What? The problem I'm having with this is so many people don't love themselves. That's actually true. It's like, how do you love somebody like you love yourself if you don't love yourself? You know, then they're going to treat each other each other badly. But I feel like also, which I struggle with, is giving people the benefit of the doubt. Because you don't know what's going on inside. You can see the action, the, the external, you know, manifestation or whatever, you know, they were doing. But you don't know where it's coming from. And... A lot of times you find out in retrospect, oh, like that's not like what I thought wasn't actually true. So I feel like this is also the same thing. Love people like you love yourself. You know yourself. You know your thoughts. You know your feelings. You know why you're doing things. And um, and sometimes it's misunderstood. Right, the same way you would want that, right? The way you would want someone to look at you, right? Which means to look at you fully, right? That's how some some of the Farshim explain. Right, you don't you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, you know judge somebody else until you get into their place. Or sorry, the other other phrases. Right, so we say you should judge you should judge every person in the positive direction. Right, so the but the phrase is kol Right, so some of our say 
it's the whole person. Right? In order to have that perspective, you need that perspective. Fine. But that's, that's the kamocha you're saying. I have to look at it how I would want to be looked at. Right? I, if, I, if I turn inwardly when I, when I look at somebody else first, if in my first action, like, like, like Amy's saying, it's a first look here, then, I, then I'm going to respond in a different way. Okay? Interesting. Let's take a look for a second. Um, the Ibn Ezra, and then the Ramban is something a little similar, but I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's an approach which I think is helpful. The, Ram, the Ibn Ezra writes, right? 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 You could just say, right? Right? So, so he says, I should want good for my friend. I should want good for my friend, right? Just like I want it for myself. Meaning that's the meaning. is what I want for them, right? And the Ramban says something interesting also. And he says it in source number four. Right? It's like, it's almost like, it doesn't mean it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, that it's extreme, that it's like extreme or that it's almost like, you know, uh, not something that is, you know, let, let's say what he means. I love that Ramban says this. It's not possible for a person to love somebody like they love themselves. You can't. Every person loves themselves more than loves somebody else. That's how we're, we, are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are created that way. Right? To look out for ourselves first before somebody else. This is a problem that many Mepharshim raised with Rabbi Kiva's Rabbi Kiva says, Love your neighbor as yourself is the greatest call there is. But there's a problem. The problem is the Gemara Bav Metziah in source number five. The Gemara Bav Metziah in source number five tells, tells a a story or a scenario that you've heard before, right? There, the Gemara Darshan's a pasuk, and there's a pasuk that says, your brother should live together with you. What does that mean? So Rabbi Yochanan, what's it for? So the following scenario. The following b'risa. Two people are walking in the desert. And one of them has a, fla- a flask of water. Im shosin shnehem im shosin shnehem mason. Right? If they if they both drink from the bottle of water, meaning they split it, there's not enough water for each of them. And if they split it up, they're both gonna die. Vim shosa echa mehen magiel yishuv. But if one of them drinks it, he'll reach the end. Obviously, I don't know how many of us would know how to make this calculation. Right, how much water you need exactly to get to, to reach the thing. I don't know. I, I wouldn't know how to calculate it either. But in theory, that's, that's not the point. The point here is it's theoretical. Right? In theory, if you would know that by splitting it in half and giving half to you and half to me, I, that we would both die and I'm the one who owns the bottle. So what happens? I'm not responsible to give it to you. In fact, I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed to drink it myself. Right? Darish Ben Well, sorry, it's a machlokas. Darish Ben Pemtura says, split it. Split it. What's going to happen? You're both going to die. That's okay. I can't choose myself over somebody else. 
So we should split the water. We'll see what happens. And if it ends up, we're both going to die. So we'll both die. Fine. Rekiva says no. The Pasuk says, Your brother shall live with you. Meaning, you have to be alive first to have someone else live with you. Meaning, put on your, right? right. That's the, and the airline, and the, and the airplane, right? First, secure your own mask before assisting others. Right? You have to first make sure you're going to live and then you can help somebody else out. Who is the opinion who holds you come first? It's Rabbi Akiva. But wait a second, Rabbi Akiva, you're the one who holds I have to do the same for my friend that I do for myself. So how do, the, how do those two go together? Any other question? Yes, no, maybe? Should I say it again? No, they go together because, because if, there's, if there's an opportunity for you to do something for another person without harming yourself in some way, then you need to. But like one mitzvah overrides the other one and saving your own life comes before loving your neighbor. Oh, so, but, okay. So you're saying it's not really always true. There could be situations where you're Consistent with that, yes. So even though we hold the kamocha, and you should do for others what you, you'd want done for yourself, if if doing that will put you in danger, let's say, so then the doesn't apply. One could argue that. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, that's one. That's one answer to the question. You could say that. It's what else could you say? Lying, but you, there's no, there's no need to kill yourself in order, in order to, to love your neighbor, right? I mean, it's just a simple thought process. It's obvious. Yeah. Right. That's just a big kasha. You're saying, right? It's not just a big deal. Right? Obviously, I'm not going to sacrifice my own life for somebody else. That vafrecha does not mean that I have to offer my life up so someone else can live. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so if that's true, though, then what do we see? We say, you could say one of two things. You could say that means that this is an exception. does mean always do for others exactly what you'd want, for, or, or you should love somebody else as much as you love yourself, right? Well, that's the law, right? The law, the law is to, it's not exact. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's right, it's a ka, it's like you would. Ah. But it doesn't say as you, as, like, that's specifically why it says it, because it's not exact, it's... If you can, like Rona's saying, right? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Meaning, if it was mamish, you have to you have to love the same as yourself. That'd be impossible because there would be scenarios where that's not. You, Ken, you can say one of two things. You can say no, that is the rule. It has to be just like yourself. But uh, you know, pikuach uh, nefesh, right, is going to be an ex- exception to the rule. That's one way to go. So you're saying it's an emotional and physical thing, right? So the emotional barrier is, like Rama says, you can never love somebody else like you love yourself. And the second part is a physical thing. You can never do physical harm to yourself in order to to love love your neighbor, right? Right. It's on both levels. Right. And the, the Ram is trying, what the Ramban is trying to argue here by quoting this Gemara is he's saying, you see here, not just that there's an exception, right? You could say that's what you have to do, but there's actually an exception to the rule. He's saying it's not an exception. This is this this concept that that you come first sometimes shows me that this doesn't really mean I have to love someone like I love myself. It's not really possible. 
All right, look what he's going to say now. Look in source number six. He's going to explain it now. So, Ella, mitzvah Torah, she'ahav chavero b'chol inyan. Right? Kasher ye'ahav es nafsho b'chol atov. So, what does it mean? It means you should love your friend all the way, like you love yourself, for all good. Meaning what? V'yitachim b'avur shalo amar v'yahavta es re'achal kamocha. All right, it doesn't say you should love your neighbor like yourself. V'yishvi osam b'milas l'reyacha, to your friend. There's another passage that says, you should love, again, to him or her, like yourself, by the gear. You should love, you should put the, you should equalize, right, the love in your mind for others. Right? So this is interesting. Sometimes you want something for somebody else, right? But, so you want them to be uh, wealthy, but you don't want them to be so smart. Okay? The, so I, no, I would love them to, to, to excel past me in this area, but not in that area. And right? I'm not interested in, in too much. Uh, you, you can beat me here, but don't beat me there. Right? Um, if they love them for, with everything, if I really love somebody, then I want them to excel in everything. Not that they should be the same, right? right as me. I want them to have even more than me in everything. I want them to have everything that I want to have. Meaning, even if I would want more, let's say in certain areas. Okay, so I should want for them to have that. The real key is what the Ramban gets to is that it's, it's, it's supposed to remove that type of jealousy from our hearts. Right? The, the feeling of, I really wish they wouldn't have X or Y or Z because that's hard for me. Right? And if you have to lo kamocha, if you have to lirayacha, is that it's, it's not about do I have feelings of love for the person. That's not what it means. It means do I want positive things for them just like I want positive things for me. And the the right? is the best line in the Rambam. You shouldn't give measurements to the amount of love you're interested in giving that word, interested in what you see that person being able to have. And I shouldn't, so well, I'm okay if they have this much, but if they have that much, I'm not going to be happy. Right? To, that I want for them everything I would want for myself. So that's a very different. Um, calculation, right? To say that I want them to have is different than saying that I love them the same as me. That doesn't like mean it's not hard. This way is infinitely harder than the other way. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Or it is hard. Way. It is hard. Yeah, why? Go ahead. No, because it innately in yourself, you, you love your friends or you, you want them to succeed. You want them to be happy, but there's always that little part of you that's like, well, you know... Uh, like there's a little bit that always you want to hold back. It's right. like human nature, you know. It's it's not a good quality, but it's like a human nature. It's quality. a normal quality, yeah. It's, it's a very hard thing to work on. I think it's a great thing to work on, but it's something that you constantly have to work on. Yes. Just so, way harder. I mean, way harder, right? Like yeah. you think. It's so funny, right? Because in the morning, you're like, oh, see, I don't have to love you the same as I love myself. That's easy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you don't have to love me the same, but you have to want for me everything you want for yourself. That's that hard. Right? But I don't have to give up my life for somebody else. I don't have to get, right? It's not that I have to, 
right? The things that we've taken out of the equation, it's like, oh, okay. I don't have to actually feel it. Because also, well, I have to feel a feeling of love for something like I feel for myself. That's, that's pretty much impossible. And how can I love somebody more than I love myself? It, it, it's, it's human nature to look out for yourself, number one. And, and we're actually expected to, right, a lot of the time. You're not supposed to totally sacrifice ourselves on the altar of, you know, whatever, someone else's needs. We're supposed to take care of ourselves. And only if we take care of ourselves can we even help other people. And if we're not able to take care of ourselves first, then we're not even available to help others. But, but the Ramban's formulation, which is like, oh, great, that's a lot easier. It's like, actually, that's a lot harder. Uh, because the desire to have that interest in other people having success and more success than you have is a very hard thing. It's very hard when the Torah starts dictating uh, uh, emotions to you, you know, as opposed to just you can and cannot do this or this, like physical things. When it's like emotional, it becomes much harder to accomplish. Yes. But, it, but I mean, it does that all the time. We're supposed to, you know, love Hashem. We're supposed to fear Hashem. I mean, this is not an unusual situation where it's telling us to. Yes, but you're never, you're never jealous of Hashem, and you never want what Hashem has. And you <laughs> don't want Hashem to have something, right? Like, you know, this is like I feel like, but Adam, Adam, it becomes so much more complicated. Not that the Torah doesn't tell us other things, but it's just, I feel like it's so much more complicated. I'll tell you one thing that's interesting also, it's it's interesting question is how different is this in the mitzvah of, of, um, um, lo sachmod, right? Lo sachmod is not to feel jealous, right? So I think what it comes out from the Ramban is that the mitzvah of lo sachmod is not to feel jealous. The mitzvah of yahat v'echa is the, whatever the positive feeling of, of not being jealous. Right? Not only not, can I not feel jealous, but I have to actively want good things for somebody else. Right. It's like you could say you can't covet your neighbor's wife, so you can not covet, but it's, you're right, it's more difficult to do the, the opposite, the po- to make yourself, yeah. Like Interested in seeing them be successful. You know, I'd just like to add to that. Um, sorry, I'm losing my glee. <laughs> so I feel like also, I was thinking about this before we got to it, that it's also, you know, when when somebody has a success to like genuinely feel so happy for them. Um, you know, you would want obviously someone to feel happy for you too. But um, I forgot where I was going with this for a second. Uh, no, so it's easier to do with your friends, I think, than like people who you don't get along with, like people that you have some discord, just, you know, some strife with, and it's hard to be happy for their successes. Which I think goes back to loving your neighbors yourself because those people you don't necessarily get along with so well, maybe you should work on developing those relationships to the point of love instead of resentment or anger so that you can feel happy for them as well. I think one, one element of it that is, that is cool, maybe you could call it a little bit easier than, and I want to share with you one other point which I think is really interesting, but one of the, one of the points that might be, in a sense, easier then the love part is that, yeah, when someone's been really nasty and difficult and bad like to you, um, it's very hard to love that person, right? But you can still have like, I once had a, a friend who used to say to me, when someone's really nasty to you, then you should dive in for them. I don't, I don't know if I like how much, I, I think it's interesting. I don't know if everyone can do that. I'm not even sure that I like love it, but it's interesting. I always found it was interesting response, right? Like, like a Rahmanis a little bit. Like, you feel, like if you, that's how you're treating me. So like, I, I feel like I feel bad that you, that that's how you respond, right? Um, but not in a not in a looking down on somebody, but like a, in an like, empathetic way. Like if someone's tr- 
acts that way, there must be something going on, there must be something happening in their life, you know, that's making them act that way. So you may not want to love that person, but maybe you could still want good things for them. Right? I, I, may, I may find someone who's not nice to me, uh, frustrating, and I may not feel love for them, but, but maybe I could still say, I want them to feel successful in life. I'd love them to have, and by the way, if they feel successful in life, maybe, maybe they won't be so nasty. Um, but like, you, and that element, it could be, it's, it's not, as, not as hard in a certain sense, because, you know, yeah, even someone who's been not nice, I may not want to hang out with them, they may not want to be their best friend, I may not, want, I may not love them in that way, but I can, I, can, I can recognize that as a human being, I'd like them to find success in life, you know, and that's something that I want for them. Um, and maybe that's one way of spinning it in a little bit of a, quote, you know, easier, easier way than having to feel, actual feel love. Um, I want to, there's one other problem with Rabbi Akiva in this, okay? And that relates to where we are now in Sphira. Because we know that uh, source number, if you look in source number seven, there's a Martin Yavamos and the Hafsam page, which tells us a story. That relates to right now. Right, there was 22,000, uh, sorry, 24,000 students, but 12,000 pairs of students of Rebbe Kiva, right, who died all during this time, during Sphere Summer. Why? They didn't have respect for each other. What is the problem with that situation, the fact that that happened? Whose students are they? Well, they weren't having... They weren't fulfilling the That's what it seems like, right? And what's the problem with that? Who is their Rebbe? Rebbe Akiva. Zeh Klal Torah. It's like, it's like astonishing. Of all of the, 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 the Rebbeim, right, who should have avoided this problem, right? Not every Rebbe, not every Tana and Amora, you know, espoused these like beautiful Beidam Lechavero, you know, concepts. Rabbi Akiva has a uh, hundred songs written about him, right? Zeklag Adabator, after Rechikamochal, he's the Rafa Rechikamochal rabbi. I would imagine that he got up in the base Medrash and he gave uh, Musashmuzin all the time about uh, how you treat each other. Rafa Rechikamochal, you gotta want good for each other, you have to care for each other, etc. How could he be the person whose, whose students fail in this way and, and die? Forget the theological problem of how they could die just for this reason. Um, and I, and I saw a really, uh, is a separate point, but a, th- a really interesting one, um, from Rabbi Eli Baruch Shulman's, uh, Rosh Hashiva in YU. And he said a really, really, I thought really beautiful idea. And that is that Ahava and Kavod are not the same thing. Right? They, they die, Shalonasnu Kavod, Shalonalu Kavod Zebazet. They didn't give respect to each other. Right? Because Ahava and, and, and Kavod, love and respect are two, we use them sort of like interchangeably, but they're not the same thing. If you look in source number eight, right, someone who loves his wife like himself and respects her more than himself, the Pasuk says you're going to have Shalom bias. But again, what the, the Gemara itself is clearly making the distinction. And the person needs to do two things. And by anyway, interesting that you could love somebody maybe not more than yourself is not possible, right? The Torah says kamocha, but kavod even more than yourself. So how can that be? Where does that come from? So he said a really interesting explanation. He said the, the source number nine, the pasuk in Tehillim says, "Lamani zamecha kavod velo yidom Hashem alokai lo lamadeka." 
right? So that my kavod should sing and not be silent. What does that mean? So the Mitzio Sion says that kavod refers to the neshama of a person. Right? My, my kavod should say, how does your kavod sing? If the, the kavod refers to a person's neshama, right? what is like unique and special about that person? And with that, if that's true, what does that mean? That kavod, right? The kavod of a person is not respect, right? It means, right? It means recognizing the uniqueness of every individual. Every person created potential. Everyone has a unique perspective, a unique uniqueness of how they live their life, right? But and this and the and the, this connection between kavod and neshama is actually very sensible because we don't we don't honor people, right? Um, when, when someone gets honored, why do they honor them? Because they have some unique quality, right? We give kavod to someone who is unique, right? They don't even say, you know, thank you so much for being like everybody else, right? We say, wow, that person is unique in a certain quality, right? They do something special. Kavod is always an acknowledgement of the way someone is unique and different, the way they're an individual, right? The way they're not the same as everybody else, right? Um, love, usually comes though, it's a different emotion, right? Love, ava comes from the word have, right? To, to, to give. We love those that we invest in. We love those in whom we see ourselves, right? Someone that I share values with, someone that I feel like we're the same in a certain sense, right? That, that breeds a sense of love. Um, and the argument is that you need both, right? Love without respect is, is and respect without love, they, they don't work, right? If you have love without respect, the best example I have I had yesterday, TBO for my three of my kids now are on TBO at the same time, which is, makes for very exciting Sundays, right? In, in Tinek t- t- Baseball League, right? Uh, the Little League. So, so you, right? I, I, I try very hard not to be this. I, I try, right? The, the, the baseball dad, right? Who like just wants his son to be a great baseball player. And I, I just, I, I, I love my son so much. I just want him to be successful in sports. And what's usually the case in that scenario? It is not because I want my child to be successful in sports. It's because I, I see myself in my child and when his success is really my success, right? That love is so powerful. I want to see him successful. Why? Because I respect him? No, because I love him. I love him. I, just, I see myself in him and I just want to see him be successful. Yeah, but if I, if I have enough respect, that's, that's unbridled love, right? So if the kid loves baseball, then great. If the kid hates baseball, then you're going to be in big trouble. Right, because the, the parent is just pouring on the love without the appropriate balance of respect. Right? Kavod for your child in that says means to recognize what is individual about him or her. What is different? Well, maybe the child's not like me. Maybe the child doesn't like sports. I like sports and he doesn't like sports, and that's okay. Right? Kavod, ahava without kavod can actually be very dangerous. Right? Um, it's true also in every relationship. It's true in marriage, it's true, you know, whatever. We love somebody so much right? Uh, but, but it's all about how we click and how, we, how we're together and how we're the same. But then when things are different, when someone wants X and then someone else wants Y, if we don't have that appropriate respect and regard for the fact that each person is an individual and may want something different, then we're going to have a lot of trouble, right? So it's, it's, it's the two that go together that's in the, the balance of the two that really is the problem. So, so if someone argued, how could it be the Rebbe Akiva's students are the ones, right? That Lonagu covered Zebazet. And maybe the point is that we learn it from them specifically to remind us that the Av and Kavod are not the same thing. Um, and that they really, you need, really need both. Right? You need to be able to say, you know, I, I, have, I love this person. I want for them the same things I want for myself. 
I'm interested in seeing them be successful because I know what that's like and I want to see them have that same success. I care for them and I want them to be, I, I want l'reacha, I want for them everything. Yeah, right, but do, do you want it in the same way that you want it? Maybe they don't want it the same way you want it. Maybe they want it in a different way, right? And that v'yahaf l'reacha kamocha has to be balanced with, right, that, you know, I have to have regard for the fact that not everybody is the same. And everyone has their own individual way of, 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 of living life, right? And there's like this. So I, I always thought it's very nice because, I'm not, and maybe that's the trap, by the way, why the Torah says, why the Gemara says, it was 12,000 pairs of harusas, right? Of students that passed away. Because they're, it's always in the pairing. It's always in the relationship. It's always in that scenario where you can't, where you need to find that proper balance between the Ava and the Kavod, right? That I want for you, I care for you, and I, I'm over the top. And how much I want you to be successful, which is hard enough, right, to get to get to. But even when I do that, making sure I'm doing that with the recognition of what it is that you want, um, and what it is that you are, that you are interested in, and, and and being fair enough and respectful enough to recognize that we're not exactly the same. So I th- I think that that you know so there's like the two problems with Rabbi Akiva. One is how could he how could Rabbi Akiva be the one who says Chayach Hakobin and also Vatvelech So we answered that by saying no because they don't go, they're not the same thing. Right? I can I can want for you all the greatest things in the world it doesn't mean I have to sacrifice who I am as a person, sacrifice my life for you, right? Hard enough to want good for everybody, right? And then the second part, how could Rabbi Akiva be the one who said, he's the one who has all his students who pass away? That's because of Nagu Kavu's Because right? they didn't have that proper balance of wanting for others but recognizing that they may not want, it, want things exactly the same way I want them, which is such an important lesson um, in parenting, it's such an important lesson in, in relationships. It's such an important lesson in you know everything that we do. It's an important lesson that I need to remind myself of all the time, um, even with my own kids and you know, own relationships. But um, I just thought it was so nice because it it gives that that balance here to who Rabbi Kiva was and what he was teaching, um, and uh, very powerful messages that always need the proper balance. Very nice. All right. So can I ask a side question? Yeah. When we say twelve thousand 